and welcome to today's episode of the Dreamers Succeed podcast. We have a returning guest, one of the favorite guests uh, that we've ever had on the show from audience feedback and personally for myself. Uh, we are joined today by ne- Meg Nasero. Hi, Meg. Hi, Berta. How are you today? Great. How are you? So I'm going to do a brief reintroduction for people who may not know uh, or who may not have heard her previous episode, which you have to get in there and listen to it. I promise you're going to love it. She's an award-winning author, a speaker, a coach who helps frustrated creatives align with purpose, realize their dreams, and get results. And guys, when I mean get results, Meg is that he's going to help you get those results. So we're going to be having a conversation today about what all of that means. So I promise you're in for a real treat. Meg, you look beautiful like always. Thank you. Oh my God, you are too. You're so beautiful. And I, and I love your energy. It's such a beautiful energy and it's a wonderful place to have a conversation is when you actually enjoy being with the person you're talking to. Amen. So, <laughs> um, so let's get right into it, my friend, because I know that there is a lot to cover today. I think there are so many people out there, especially with what we're facing as, as, a, as a planet right now, who are looking at that shift. They're reinventing themselves and they're, they're at least paying attention to the things that they needed to be doing right now. Are you getting that sense, Meg, as well? Absolutely. You know, the more and more I, I talk to people and the more and more I engage um, in other people than my normal group, mm-hmm. um, I find that people are yearning for something and they're ready to do that next best step. So yeah, absolutely. I'm, I, if people are awake, they've had a lot of time to pause. <laughs> the great pause of yes. 2020 certainly gave everyone that. And they're ready. They're ready to find the people to help them move forward and they're ready to move forward themselves, whatever that takes. I love that. I love that. And I know Meg, as a, as a successful coach, as you've been, I know that you've seen an upswing in, in your, in your clientele, not only the clientele that you were working with already, but people who are now maybe having to, to go there. Like, listen, I've, I've got to figure this out. There are things that I've been putting on hold for far too long and now it's time to, to get in there and, and create and, and manifest. And, and Meg, guys, you'll, you'll get to know this as you get to know her. And I encourage you to follow her. Meg is the queen of manifestation. I mean, I want you to get into a little bit of your story, Meg, if you will, just the, 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 the Cliff Notes version. But I, but I do want them, for those of you who don't know you yet, to understand the power of who Meg is. Well, I, you know, my story, I love, I love being asked to tell it because I'm a storyteller. So I've embraced that notion of the who I'm becoming. And certainly we all are, and it depends on what kind of story we want to tell. But, you know, it's, it's seriously, um, you know, I, I like to start off my wake up moment. What was that time in my life that I woke up? I, I've always been a very, you know, magically imaginative minded person. And and I'm happy in that playground. I'm happy in that sandbox. And it makes me, you know, really feel alive when I get to create things and, and be that creator that we all are intended to be in this world. Um, but I think, you know, really when it, my wake up call came in uh, 2011 when my mother passed away and I really had to truly face life without someone who inspired me so greatly. And, you know, really, I think when you come to a place where you see the, the, the terminus point when people's lives end, and I think that a lot of people in this world are facing those things right now, especially mm-hmm. around this 
pandemic, you know, then it says, well, where do I want to be when I, when I take my last breath? And, and I want, and I want to have fully breathed yes. life into myself <laughs> and into the world, however I'm supposed to do it. So, you know, that really call to action, that wake up call was really a loss for me. And I, I'd love to remember, you know, my mother, you know, I don't think she said it, it was like calm, loving. It was like, Meg, stress is going to kill you. And you need to have clearly no regrets when it is your time because really we're giving this once around life is you know a once around opportunity you're going to take advantage of it or not you're going to like you know embrace it or you're going to just let it pass and and certainly at that point after i you know i, I like to say after i really made it through the grieving process because that was a notion that i never understood beforehand but it was really a shock to my system i really fell apart um that you know they always say you gotta you, you get you, when you fall apart you you know you still have you there is a bottom <laughs> the bottom <laughs> and you get to you get to you know build yourself back up and 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 then when you're building yourself back up you get to figure out who you want that person to be and i had a lot of you know solids there i had a lot of tools to work with thank god i wasn't starting um all over again um but it really did catapult me into a new direction for my career path and certainly had me sitting in the notion of really contemplating what my life purpose is and, and where my passions lie and, and, you know, what I want to do for the rest of my days and, and playing around with that and seeing what I want to do with that. So it really got me to a point where I got people to help me, you know, because you, you can't do it alone, or at least I couldn't, I would need, I would probably be in my closet still crying if that were the case. <laughs> but they were beckoning me out and they saw something in me that they wanted to use their tool, their tools and, and talents to help me. And it took me to a place where, you know, even um, I pay attention to the signs and, and I know Bertha's known this before, but you know, I love the Mary Oliver quote, you know, living a conscious life, pay attention, be astonished and tell about it. It's kind of been my really foundational mantra, my philosophy, so to speak. And um, even got me to the point where, you know, signs led me to standing in front of 15,000 people on stage with my friend at Oprah Winfrey, you know, <laughs> live the life you want. And, and instead of, you know, talk about not being able to ignore a calling right. when someone thinks something, something happens like that. And the message comes from someone like that, you know, it's, it's really hard to ignore. And if you're going to be ignoring at that point, how stubborn are you? Yes. <laughs> I would say that. So, you know, she looked at me and Oprah said, you know, it's time to live the life you want. And I was like, okay, this is, and I personally thought that was God speaking through her mm -hmm. because, um, okay, it's time for me to wake up. And I had, um, I had been blogging at that point. One of the tools I used to get through the grieving process, you know, to move through it was to channel what my mother would tell me, the wisdom that she would give me. And I put it in a blog and the blog became a book. And I decided after that whole, you know, aha moment, as Oprah would say, you know, um, to publish the book. And now it's the magical guide to bliss. I'm happy to say that I actually followed my guide. Yes. And I can tell you the things that have actually come from that. So exciting. It's so exciting. Even even my relationship with Berta and, and getting to play in the sandbox with her, you know, it, it, we can do that as adults, people. It's yes. still allowed. You know, <laughs> life is life brings us challenges for, for sure, but we can still find the ones we want to play with, you know, and then you know, engage from that place and, and, and cheer each other on collaboration all, all together and, and seeing that each other's talents and, mm -hmm. and, you know, stepping forward and, and some brief, I mean, I, I know talk a lot, but that's like a brief no, into my story. Um, you know, the things that I just, 
people like say what? <laughs> They're just like, <laughs> and, you know, it's like funny. It's like, oh my god, you know, the possibilities become more clear. Mm-hmm. I think that that really is the thing that you know, the superpower. If I were to have one, would be to inspire others to come alive yes. to the beauty of their dreams as well, because it is possible. It is yes. possible. Yes, and I, I live from that place. Yes. And I love Meg. And, and I think it was such a, a beautiful gift from your mom in her, in her last days to be able to, to shake that out of you, sort of, you know, like, hey, uh, stress is going to kill you. And, and you want to get here with no regrets. And that you, you actually took that invitation and said, you know what, I'm going to do something with it. And, and folks, if you have not read uh, The Magical Guide to Bliss, it is, it is like a Bible for me. I always tell Meg, I keep it. There are two <laughs> books on my nightstand. And Thank one you. of them is that one because it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's just a year long worth of, of just, you can open it to any page, especially that I've gone through the whole book already. You can open <laughs> it to any page on any given day and it's going to tell you exactly what you need to hear. But what I love most, Megan, I think, and I want to talk about the program that you have coming up because I'm super excited about it, but I really want for the audience to understand that you're bringing people, you didn't get into you know, walking Camino and, and writing so yeah. many other books and everything else <laughs> that she's accomplished, which is, is, a, yeah. is a long list. We could be here all day, but that, that the reason why you have the passion, if, if not the credibility, okay, the passion and, and the desire to bring people is because you lived it. So, mm-hmm. so I want you to go back into this illustrious career that you had as a, as a, a prosecuting attorney for, for 20 plus years and then yeah. deciding. So can you just walk us through that? So that, so that, because I want people to connect the dots of, of why you did what you did and why, how you're helping people get where they're going. You know, I think it's really interesting because I found myself um, practicing um, as an immigration prosecutor for DHS um, because I was compelled to be of service. I, I, I come up from a line of, fa- of family members who, you know, uh, were empowered to serve. And, and certainly the whole, the ethic of the immigration story certainly compels me because my family were Italian and they, they came here and they didn't, you know, my mother used to say at the time, every time they came to dinner at night, her family dinner table, it was like, what have you done to serve today? So those are questions that mm-hmm. were continued in the legacy of the family. So mm-hmm. keeping that in mind, um, you know, not knowing truly how to use my gifts and talents and whatever, I did go the route of, um, I got a master's in international policy. And then I, I decided to go to law school after that. Um, truth be told, I love the story. Uh, I wanted to go into the foreign service. They told me that I probably couldn't take my dog with me and I couldn't leave my dog behind. So when people ask me, why did you go to law school? It's because I couldn't take my dog with me <laughs> if I applied to the foreign service. So there you go. And now the law component. And I laugh because it's like all these altruistic men, you know, everyone says, oh, I've always wanted to be the, no. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I need to figure out, you know, perhaps another route, another career path. And that's, that's where it took me. So I went to law school. And after that, it was just kind of like this effortless unfolding of opportunities that even before I knew to pay attention, uh, they were showing up and I had to say yes. So I, um, I uh, was a part of INS, Immigration Naturalization Service, and then um, it became DHS ICE, but um, for 20 years. And I always thought, okay, I'm in the service role. I want to be a role or service to my my colleagues and 
and I had taken on the role of, you know, teaching law students for almost 18 of the, the years that I was there. And it was fascinating because I got to bring my whole personal philosophy in at the same time, show them how to show up professionally as a litigator and in front of the court. And I loved it, these kids, and they let me, all of this stuff that I was learning, power of intention and passion and purpose. And I got to teach them along with how to litigate. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> and then come 20 years in, like almost 20 years in, I, like all of these doors toward that professional growth that make you, you know, your, your elevate your happiness scale mm-hmm. started closing on me. And at the same time, I had this experience with Oprah. Then I had this experience where, you know, Lynn Manny Miranda of Hamilton mm-hmm. sent me a, a review for my book that, you know, congratulations, you should be oh, very yeah. proud of what you, and I'm just like, oh my God, <laughs> I want to play with them. Yes. <laughs> I was like, yes. I want to be in that creative mind field where I couldn't because I didn't have necessarily creative control of my my path in the government it's an institution there's you know channels that you have to navigate through chains of command and I realized after a while you know certainly um, that uh, compounded with the fact that I didn't align with the policy of the administration that came in this current one Mm -hmm. I was like you know all these doors were closing I was like okay I gotta take a leap of faith it wasn't easy by the way I had to have a lot of doors closed in my face because that initial vision I had for myself was to be you know in a position where I could you know a position of 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 management of leadership there where I could help the people that I I I I dealt with on a daily basis on a different in a different capacity where I could compel the agency on and, and even in my interview, I was like, when I had an interview for a management position, I said, they said, where do you see yourself in five years that would enable this agency? I said, well, I see myself as getting a degree in positive psychology and then bringing a plan here, interrelating into how you can lift the happiness scale with the different colleagues in my office, that they can live their passion and purpose within the agency and happier employers are a better work ethic. And I just laid it out there and they didn't pick me. And I was like, <laughs> well, I'm still going to do that. Just not here. So, I love it. You know, I step out and, and the bottom line um, of, of the stepping out was it was terrifying. It was yeah. terrifying, but I believed more in myself than basically showing up every day, numbing myself out to that power of purpose, that calling. And I chose me. I chose, I chose me. I chose my life. I chose my capacity, my, my ability. And, uh, you know, I don't want to have regrets. So, mm-hmm. you know, brought me on the El Camino. I decided to write my memoir on how I, I worked through the grieving process so I could help people, you know, by virtue of what I love to do writing mm-hmm. and, and help them, you know, know that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And there is, as long as you keep moving yourself through, I literally went to look for the lighthouse and, um, on my mother's deathbed, um, when she, right before she passed away, I got a vision, which is really something that I would not be um, believing that this is happening to me. I'm like, not that. I'm not that, you know, right. like the sages of the world, the spiritual ones of the world get that. I, 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 I am a, I, I go to church. I, I like to, you know, pray. I like to meditate. I, but I'm not that. I'm a Jesuit by, by, by virtue of the school I went to in my undergrad. Mm-hmm. But I would never imagine that I got, would get a vision like this. And I saw a lighthouse in my mind's eye. And then I saw this burst of, of white light and I felt my mother say, let me go. Wow. And she passed away. And, uh, you know, seriously, wow. between the no regrets and the lighthouse, 
after I pulled myself up again with the help of my family and friends, because God bless them, I couldn't have made it through without them. I went searching for the lighthouse and I found it. And, and there, I believe there had to be a message there for me. Yeah. And you'll have to read the book. Yes, I, exactly. <laughs> I got to leave the little dang yes. thing, But you know, yes. I think the bottom line is that, you know, I can't tell you what would have happened if I had stayed, but what has happened in my life because I decided to choose my dreams, you know, mm -hmm. and follow that would not have happened. Had yeah. I stayed. yeah. And that was something that I'm grateful that I was not willing to, to eschew or yeah. to step aside or, yeah. or not to continue. And I get to, you know, like I said, I like the people I play. I love the people at my job. They were wonderful. It was a great place um, to, to build my building blocks of who I wanted to become. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, but I couldn't be the Meg I've become now if I had stayed. And I think that, you know, if you pay attention enough to those signs and understand that there is a plan for you, mm -hmm. um, once you do identify that purpose and that passion and that calling, then you open your life up to so much outside that box that doesn't really exist. Yes. And, and Megan, and that really, and I wanted you to share that story because it's so important to what you are doing now. And I think it's that, it's that invitation that you want people not to have that regret and you want people yeah. to live in, in, in bliss and, in, and in their happiness and in alignment with their purpose. So that invitation yeah. to bring them there when it's scary, I know, because like you, I, I jumped off of a career you know, yeah, head first and grew my wings yeah. on the way down. But you know what? If, and somebody asked me, I was being interviewed the other day and somebody said, would you have done it sooner? You know, mm -hmm. now that you look back, would you have wished you had done it sooner? And I said, listen, God's timing is perfect. The timing was exactly when I, I would have not seen it for what it was if I had not gone through what I had gone through. So And I say that because, because I know you, Meg, and you use the words effortless, you know, and, and that, <laughs> that so much effort and courage into, into jumping off of a career like that. But now that you are where you are and you're helping effectuate change for so many people on a, on a level that is incomprehensible, especially with your aligning your passion with your purpose program. And I know that's what yeah people come to you for, I know that's, that's with butterflies and bliss, that's your, your sort of a superpower, one of your many superpowers. And you <laughs> talk to us a little bit about when people come to you, why you decided to, to create that particular program and what results you're seeing coming from that. Well, you know, interestingly enough, uh, you know, that is the thing I start off. And I think that generally people who do come to me are feeling very lost in purpose. Like they don't feel like they have um, a, you know, vision in, of their, for their life that they really like. Maybe the vision that's coming up is not necessarily the one that they want. Um, and, and a lot more, um, you know, a lot more times than, than, than others, um, they just want something to, to shift them, shift them into um, the powerful potential that is their life. And, I think the one thing that like one of my, I said, I always say to my friends, I said, what is it that I do for you? And they're like, oh, Meg, you're like so inspiring, like literally. Mm -hmm. And I was like, so I certainly look for those who inspire me 
And I think in many ways, what I can inspire is this whole notion that um, there are very, very quick, simple steps that you can do to start to pay attention to your life. And certainly power of intention is that the intention that you set for your life. And, and a lot of like the great, you know, inspirational people do tell us is that you really can't follow someone else's path. You really have to follow your own bliss. And, and when you start to turn within rather than externally, the game changes. Wow. And I'm not saying it's a selfish notion. It's a self-full notion. And I learned this as well in the happiness course that I'm taking. Because bottom line is, when you put the mask on yourself, the air, the oxygen, you know, right now it's so interesting. The, the, the disease that we're dealing with is about people who can't breathe. Yes. Yes. And, and, and that's just, a, and I believe, a physical um, revelation that happens when we don't breathe life into ourselves, like I was saying to you before. So when you actually sit in that silent place to identify what your passions are and what gives you purpose, then you're really breathing life into your world. And everyone around you is going to be impacted. And, and I'm not telling you that's going to be easy because it might not be because you may not use the habits are hard to change, mm -hmm. but they're, it's possible to change them. And I think that, and then and some people have other people that are relying on them. And it's, you know, the whole part about the faithful component, you know, right. you have to convince them to trust you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> trust me, I know what I'm doing. When you're like, I don't know what I'm doing, right. <laughs> you know, but you're right. following this bray of your heart. The right. I am that calls to each one of us. And, and to do good in this world, to bring light in this world, to bring more love in this world. And I think, that's what I'm intending with this align your passion to your purpose. Because when I can tap you to actually take that time to look within, to see where your light is and to be the deliberate creator of your life, then the game changes for you. And then it changes for everyone who deals with you. And that, that ripple effect it goes without saying. And then the accountability with the program, I'm going to make you accountable, mm -hmm. which Berta knows about because that's why I love her. She is the accountability. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's going to make you answer to whatever it is that you want and hold you accountable to that because you came to her for that reason. And she's going to propel you forward for sure. That is exactly what my intention is. You know, my skills certainly um, are fine-tuned because I've done it with my own life and I am an example of what can be not the same dreams that you have but mm -hmm. that your dreams can come true and be realized as well even in hard times even in challenges even because once you have that you know center when you're centered it, it can effortlessly flow from there mm -hmm. and it's my program's only four weeks. I'm in and out. I am like, boom, boom. You don't need to be, cause I know people are busy and I know they might just need a hit like a little caffeine boost in Miami with a little cortecito, you know, in the yeah, morning, yeah, yeah. you know, because you know, we have, there's so many things that are pulling at us on a daily basis mm -hmm. that, you know, just in and out. I just yeah. want you to get your focus on, get your vision on and, and be really aligned to that and, and see where it takes you. And guess what? The coolest thing in the world is those that you find yourself with. Mm -hmm. We all get to celebrate together because when something good happens for me, it happens for you as well. Absolutely. So. Absolutely, Meg. And I, and I love that you said that, Meg, because I know that, that this is, uh, uh, there's so much synergy in the, in the group program aspect of yeah. what we do and that you're bringing that synergy into existence 
just by bringing the right, and you know, it's always the right, the perfect people will always show up yeah. into that group. Meg. And I know that, yeah. that you get full real fast. I know that that <laughs> always happens. It's like, listen, yeah. when, when it opens up, if, if there's, you know, 10 or 12 spots, those 10 or 12 spots are going to be full because people yeah. know that this is how you're living. It's not something that you're, you're teaching because you're just teaching it. This is, this is your life and you've proven it and you've, you've got all the credentials to prove it, especially yeah. that you've gone out and gotten, you know, your, your certifications and everything that you can possibly get. But I know because I've seen you do it, Meg, not only what you've been able to manifest in yourself, but what you're bringing to your clients is that, listen, guys, four weeks, four weeks to yeah. an four weeks to, to, to finding that. And listen, sometimes we ignore and Meg, tell me if, if you, if you experienced this, where, where you talk about that importance of aligning your passion to your purpose and people think, oh, it sounds so out there, but tell me when you start working with someone that they make Mm -hmm. that first connection, what is that like? It's amazing. It's, you know, because I don't really think that they believe it's possible. And once I, you know, look, I'm a good lawyer. I can get into this car. <laughs> you know, but you know, but I have to tell you one of the things that one of the most beautiful things that I learned as, as an attorney, and I still learned is that, you know, the power of listening, the power mm-hmm. of giving someone the space to be listened to is, is so valuable and so beyond what we could even put a, a price on. It's priceless. And I think that when you are in the, I think it's, it's really kind of the presence of burgeoning greatness. Ah, mm-hmm. oh, is and you, and you turn the light on and the game changes for them. And I mean, I can only imagine in, in your world, in your life, and in so many people that because you decided to take the leap of faith that you did, and I'm one of the beneficiaries of, of that, you know, you know, in the area that I found that very difficult, I come to you and, and you're like, wow, you see this confidence and this stand. And so when, the more people you build from a place of love and confidence, mm-hmm. you know, that we, we have less depression in the world. They don't feel lonely. There's support. There's this connectivity that, you know, um, you can reach out and it's not for an ulterior motive. It's, it's clearly because I, I want you to see that you're here on purpose for a great purpose. And um, it's just a beautiful thing to be a part of that fabric of society. 